0: <laughs> Send me
1: alone. Don't think that's how the song goes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who's running this thing? You, right?
2: Oh, did we start? Are we recording? Yeah, hit record. <laughs> oh <laughs> <You laughs> did Wow! Quit tell with us. your
1: quit with your fizzy drink and let's get this thing started.
2: Okay, welcome back to. Oh, here's a little marketing for you. I sound too formal all the time. Now I'm in my brain about it. Don't. I thought that sounded fine.
1: Don't Take let two. Clark. Don't let Clark ruin your podcast persona.
2: Am I just going through life as a robot? Maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We'll hey, therapy have a session later. Okay, welcome back to Oh, here's a little marketing for you. I'm Ellen Cernko. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm John Young. Each week we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. <clears throat>
1: You're the least, this has to be the least professional podcast of all time, (laughs) up to and including the poop joke, joke show that we're doing later.
2: Well, this week we're going to talk about how to share. Nope.
1: Nope. Try again. Third time's a charm.
2: Pregnancy brain. Um, We're going to share how to utilize your website throughout the customer buying cycle. Um, So I thought that this would be fun because a lot of. Different marketing agencies and websites and everything. Like if you just like Google customer buying cycle, like you're presented with. um
1: By the way, for for those of you just listening, we're together <laughs> in the same room, which is <laughs> rare for us. So this is weird. We're all making weird faces. It'll be a thing, but it'll be fine.
2: I was you can't just to look at my, my, my screen. I have to actually make eye contact with human beings.
1: That's weird. <laughs> no? I can't play solitaire on the side.
2: I like to offended. still just stare at my screen. <laughs> Anyway, so um, I feel like if you are a small business owner or a nonprofit, and you just like Google like, you know, customer buying cycle or anything like that, like you'll have a million things show up or like, you know, the like the sales funnel or anything like that. Stop. What? You're just, you're going to just do it.
1: Well, <laughs> I was trying to be discreet and quiet and Ellie started making eyeballs at me.
0: I couldn't stop staring. I know. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I can't. Oh, well, So continue. anyway,
2: today we're going to focus on, like, we're less concerned about what we're calling the steps of the customer buying cycle, or if it's a triangle or a funnel or a circle or a hexagon, whatever it is. But instead, we're going to focus it's more. A circle. It's a circle. We're going to focus more on just the general process or steps of interacting with a customer and how to get the most out of your website as a digital marketing tool for each phase so we have lots of meetings with clients where they'll say like i don't know like is this possible on my website and you know, we're not in the business of just empty promises, but we will say, you know, there's probably a solution and we can help you figure out what it is. Um, so we thought it would just be helpful to kind of go through those different stages that your customers are going through and talk about the different ways that you can use the one tool that you already have in more than one way. So yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Good job, Ellen. Thanks.
1: That was a great intro.
2: Great. Intro. I tried between the two of you.
1: I know, Here, here's, the pr- here's gonna be the problem. Ellie and I often make faces while you're talking, but it's really awkward because you can see both of us making the faces at the same time, like in the same room. <laughs>
2: Wait, you guys make faces at me during me. But we're not making faces. Is no, it no, because no. I'm no, a no, robot? No. no, no, no.
1: We're not making faces at you. We're making we're faces just, at each other. Yeah. And normally, you're like looking at the camera like a professional, and so you don't see us making faces.
0: Yeah. Guys, I, you're a professional, and John and I are not. We are
1: not. We are not professionals.
0: <laughs> I'm concerned.
2: No no, it's, no, 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 you, We need you. It's, we need a professional yeah, yeah. on the team.
1: Zero percent making fun of Ellen. I promise.
2: No, it's okay if you are.
1: <laughs> well, I, I didn't say there's zero percent making fun of Ellen. Like in general, just mm-hmm. that th- those those moments of us making faces at each other are just usually it starts with her yeah. being silly and like staring at the camera, which I know means she's staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's very I know weird. Who you're
0: And, like, here, I'm just Yeah, she's just staring staring at me. (laughs) So, I'm, like,
1: I'm listening intently to you. I'm, like, yes, this is a good idea. And I just feel eyes ablaze. Here's the thing,
0: guys. I have forgotten how to be around actual human beings. (laughs) I don't think you're alone in that. I think that's a lot of people over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have literally just forgotten how to, like, interact
2: and have normal eye contact. So, here we are. That's why websites exist. Yeah. Bringing it back. There you go. Mm. There you go. This is why websites exist. So that we can communicate... Other ways instead of having to talk to other human beings in person. Love Agreed. it. That's why we all work for a website company. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So anyway, um, typically most people think that you are only gonna use your website for awareness. Like and and I will say nine times out of ten, especially when you're building out your website or building out your homepage, you should be building it out with the intention of like this is the first time that somebody is interacting with my brand. Um, but there are a lot of methods and processes that you can create on a strong website's foundation to get the most out of one tool in all five stages of the customer buying cycle. Um, because you know, no matter what your industry is or what your company is, um, you may think that your customer's only coming to your website once, but that may be because you're only giving them the opportunity to once. Um,
1: yeah, those Do good you want guys. to list the the, sure. the five steps that you did just so we know what we're getting into?
2: For sure. So we're going to start with awareness, move into consideration, then we'll go to intent, purchase, and repurchase. And you know if you are a nonprofit um, or like an organization that you're not necessarily looking for a quote like typical purchase, that purchase and repurchase stage, they're still going to make sense for you. It's going to be like, okay, yes, they have decided to interact with your brand on some sort of like longer term yeah, Donate level. or sign yes. up for
1: an event or something like
2: that. So it'll still make sense no matter what. Um... And this might end up being a two-parter most likely, just FYI.
1: We are, there's no way, even if we were focused, there's no way we're going to get through all of this in one show.
2: Especially because it's kind of like a brainstorming session too, like where we're just going to like dream big of all the things that you can do with your website in each stage. So yeah, buckle up listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So starting with awareness. Oh, and just so we know, um, I pulled a HubSpot article. Um, I think I've talked about them before. Like I don't, always love everything that they say, but I do think that they have a lot of good information on their website. So if you're looking for a place to start with your digital marketing, I would say start there. Um, just take it for what it is. Don't, don't take it as like gospel or anything like that.
1: They have good content. Yeah. They're good content creators. I do not like their platform, but I like their content.
2: Exactly. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be sure that the link to the blog post that I pulled from is included in this as well, um, because I liked their um, explanations for each cycle step as well. Um, So starting with awareness, they started with the explanation that awareness is the first stage in a customer's buying cycle when customers realize that they have a problem that needs a solution. Does anybody have any additional thoughts to the awareness stage in general?
1: No, I think think it's a good definition. I think what you said before we did our eighth tangent already. But that the initially, when you're thinking about a website, awareness is the general thing. But don't feel like you need to get all of your awareness about your brand out on the homepage because then no one's going to be able to focus through all that. So, mm-hmm. main points hit the thing, let people dive into the website.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to think about the awareness stage just because there are people out there that are
1: going. <laughs> Absolute S show.
0: There are. <laughs> There are going to be people out there that haven't heard about your brand before, especially if you're new. Um, they haven't heard about your brand. They are just in their, their research phase. So they are just they're Google searching things that they might want. They've never heard of you. They've never heard of maybe the product they're buying. Um, so keeping that in mind that these users are going to use your website as solely at this point an information source so they want to learn everything they can about the product the service and your business Um, so I think especially for this stage it's really important to showcase how you are different than the competition or what your strong suit is um, what what makes you the right choice for this customer that is just doing research Um, so I think that that's important to really nail down on your homepage and in your additional content um and just thinking that through this is i think awareness is an important stage because it's where you can really like capture somebody's attention um mm-hmm. that might not have been considering you before
1: yeah showcase your personality and fixing the problem that other industries obviously also fix too
2: yeah mm-hmm. I also think something to keep in mind is that when you're building out your website for awareness, um, don't only build your homepage as the only page for people in the awareness stage. Only because um, I think with the rise of social media over the years, a lot of people's awareness stage is actually taking place on your social platforms, depending on your industry. And then by the time that they get to your website, they're already at consideration or intent. Mm Um, so keep in mind that, you know, the first time that somebody is interacting with your website, the likelihood that it's your homepage is lower than what it used to be like five, 10 years ago. That is so pretty.
1: Thank you, bartender.
0: Thank you.
2: (laughs) Um, so with that, you know, and we're going to kind of start to get into like the actual ways that you can utilize your website in an awareness process stage platform. What (laughs) am I looking for? Um, but I think one of the most obvious ways that you can use your website for awareness other than your homepage is for landing pages for a digital ad campaign or for a social media campaign. Um, so that's going to be a page that, you know, like kind of what Ellie was talking about really quickly gets across who your company is or your organization is um, you know, what makes you stand out from the competition and then gives somebody a really clear direction for what their next step is, whether that's a form submission, a phone call, um, signing up for an event, whatever it is. It's just, it's a really quick opportunity. So I want to keep that in mind in this stage as well. This is not the time for paragraphs and paragraphs of content. 99.9% of the time.
1: To your previous point about um, people coming from different platforms might want different messages. You can use AV testing or kind of dynamic content on the site to change what shows up based on where they came from. So they came from Facebook, you might show them something different. If they've already been to your site before, you might show them something different. If they've already bought from you before, you might show them something different. So there are options there um, to say not kind of a bland awareness page. You know, this is what we do. This is how we, how we do it. Some of them might already know that. So you kind of skip past those steps and go further down the funnel on what sh- you know what button shows up where and what, what content shows up where. So it gets to be a little bit more fancy and a little bit more thought provoking when you get down uh, all, all the all the little stages that we're going to talk about, but you can be more, you know, don't think of your homepage as a can't change, even change over time, but change dynamically based on where these people come from.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also, you know, everything we talk about, I feel like we say this all the time, is very dependent on like who you are as an organization and your industry. Like, you know, if you are running an ad campaign and you sell t-shirts um, and you run an ad campaign on, Instagram and you take them to a landing page that's your home page instead of where to buy the t-shirt of the Mm -hmm. picture that you just showed them. That's a terrible user experience. Like just because you feel like that's where you need to send them because it's their first time at their website. Like you're, you're missing the point of like where they're at in the stage. Mm -hmm. So I would keep that in mind as well. That's the most frustrating thing to me is when I see something on Instagram and I click on it and it takes me to like their homepage.
0: Or like it takes you to, oh my, I hate when you see like a product that you like. So say it's just like a sweatshirt or a pair of shoes or something and you click it and it takes you to the
2: whole oh, the like catalog,
0: thing. like yeah. the whole product huh. catalog instead of the, that product page. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm clicking that because I want to learn more about that product and probably just buy it right now because I have a shopping problem. Um, I don't want to search. I'm not, and now I'm not, I'm definitely not scrolling through that product catalog to find that pair of shoes that I wanted.
1: It's like going to the grocery and then they have the Snickers bar there. And you say, good, I want that Snickers bar. And the cashier's like, cool. You're going to have to go to the customer service to get the Snickers bar. <laughs> you can't have it here. You mm. can get it over there. Like, no, I don't want it. Yeah. It's like you spent the, you spent the time and the effort to build this ad campaign and the money to actually get the click get them get them as far as you can if you can get them to the screen where it says enter your credit card information because i just need that on ads Mm -hmm. because i buy this product you go to checkout immediately Mm -hmm. like that's like okay i have i have zero chance to back out of this other than to say i don't want to do it Mm -hmm. like i wanted to do it so i'm going to give you my money
0: like i have no opportunity to second guess myself like i am putting in my credit card information and i'm going for it
2: Mm -hmm. a real a company that does just an excellent job at instagram ads and they already know that they do but if you need a good example to look at is amazon um because it's always just it's exactly what i'm looking for already um and then when you scroll through it it takes you directly to the link of that product each but do time. you ever
0: get like off the wall products that it shows sometimes you sometimes i get
2: amazon luxury and i'm like thank well, you for yeah. thinking that i am
0: luxury amazon <laughs> sometimes thank you I but no get but these, i get these like really strange off the wall like i can't even believe that that's a product and it's in the mix of things that I would buy or like have bought similar things. And then I'm scrolling and then it's just something like so bizarre. And You're I'm in like, some kind of like testing group for yeah, them. but I click it <laughs> all the time one. because I'm like, I have to learn more about what this is because why they the put areas. Here's the
1: problem at our house, our resident bartender. I switch between our two accounts to do our budgeting so I can, because, you know, I spend some stuff on Amazon. she sends stuff on Amazon. Occasionally I'll forget to log back out of the bartender's account. Mm. So I'll be looking at stuff and I'm like, hey, your algorithm's going to be screwed because they showed me an ad that I was like, oh, cool, look at that. And then I realized I'm in Kelly's account. And then I was like, you're going to be looking at monitor mounts for a minute, so you're going to want to X out of those. Sorry about that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was the craziest thing about, and I know we're getting really off topic, but just talking about ads in general, when we found out we were pregnant and I started our registry first on Amazon, every single one of my platforms at that point was all baby stuff on ads. And I was like, this is so efficient. I love it. I Don't even have to research anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm getting Great. a lot of. Um, Are you getting a lot of baby baby ads because I went to Amazon so many times from your registry, <laughs> and like I was looking at stuff from your registry on Amazon, so I just yeah. have been getting baby ads. Yes, love it.
1: But
2: yeah, so that's one way that you can use your website for awareness is just a a simple landing page. Um, I guess if you're talking about, I kind of, we kind of already went over this, but if you're thinking about like. The specific things that you want to make sure that you include in the landing page, it's, you know, very clear copy of following the the cycle that they were already on. So wherever they came from, making sure that it mirrors the copy that was in the ad or in the social media campaign, Um, you know, giving supporting imagery or video, whatever you need to enhance that experience. And then, like I said, the most important thing is a clear call to action, Um, whether that's the form submission. Make sure you know who's getting that form and make sure they know that they're getting that form. Mm -hmm. um and then same with the phone call make sure they know that they're supposed to be the one answering it and that they're going to be getting um yeah they're the ones that are answering it and that they know um that they're supposed to be answering it or if it's at an event or something like that make sure you have you know an email system set up to where once they register for the event they get an email um saying that they're gonna get that event um and then you know in that follow-up email you could send them back to the website to learn more about the event from there so it's another way you can
1: use your website. <laughs> Lots of ways you can do your website.
2: Look at that. Mm-hmm. What are other ways that you can utilize your website for awareness?
1: I mean, I, uh, you know, you said blog topics that answer questions into the buying cycle, but also just like blog topics that tell you about the personality of the brand. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, a lot of our clients are not individual, like individualized, like problem solvers. They're not solving problems that are so unique that only they can solve it. They, you know, painting companies or plumbing companies You know, these are these are you can find eight of these on probably on their street let alone in your area so you know telling them this is the people that we are this is the uh, kind of clients that we like to work with here's some showcases of projects that we've done that might look like yours so kind of get a feel for do i want to call these guys or do i want to email these guys so i think um you know blogging in that kind of vein is helpful uh, if, Probably more if someone's a little further down the cycle, but if if you're just looking for quotes, uh, you know, awareness probably isn't the the space for you. It's probably further down in the purchase. But if I'm weighing the options of who I want to talk to, like we might do our sighting here, that's a you know, it's a twenty-five thousand dollar project probably. So I'm going to do some research. I'm not just going to say number one Columbus sighting company. I'm going to look at probably ten of them. Um, so I want to see who they're working with, see some projects that they've done see if they seem like good people because I don't want you know bad people working on my project. So I think that's a good place to get kind of awareness about your brand, not just awareness about the problem you're going to solve.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you made me think of this because you brought up painting, but the painters that I work with, um, I think, so back to blogging with that. So somebody might not be actually looking for your service, but looking for something related. So like DIY. So with painting, somebody might want to paint their own house, but they might be looking up, you know, how do I prep my walls for painting? So we're doing blogs on their website that kind of talk about DIY, but then bring it back to like, you know, if you don't want to mess with this, like we can help Mm -hmm. you. So we're being a resource for these people who are searching topics that we also handle. And it like, if they land upon, if, if a person lands on that blog, they're learning about their company because they, mm-hmm. they're, they're learning who they are, that they're even a painting company. They're learning, you know, they're getting what they want. They're getting answers to their questions. Um, but then now also they know, okay, this is a company that I can reach out to if I want them to do this project or a future project or whatever it might be. So you're answering questions that people have, even if it might not directly lead to a sale right then, um, you're just kind of being a resource to pop in people's minds so they're able to find you.
2: Yeah. These are really, this is a good place where, um, like John, I would say the blogs that you were talking about or like, like sharing more about like the culture and company of the brand for most industries would be more consideration, but for some industries, like, like real estate, when you're looking for a realtor, you're looking for a specific type of human being that you would like to work with. And so like, that makes sense to really have, you know, like spotlights on like these are the guys or girls that like will be working with you to purchase your home or to buy rent out the space for your company. Um, or another, Oh, what was another good example. an accountant, like right now is tax season. Like you want to know that the person that you're working with, like, you know, knows what they're doing and like hasn't committed tax fraud and like different stuff like that. So like, those would be really good, like awareness blogs for those industries. Um, but then like when you're talking about like the painting industry or like, um, we, create content for a an agriculture co-op. Um, and one blog that we have going out for them soon is um, resources to set yourself up for success for the spring planting season. Um, and so it's things like you know good uh, apps to download when you're a farmer and you need to access different stuff when you're out in the middle of the field or um, different events that you can go to or um, different people you can reach out to for help and support. And then our call to action on that is Also, it would be great for you to be a part of a co-op. Have you considered Premiere? Here's how you get started with that. Um, So it's kind of like what Ellie was saying, like answering a question or solving a problem is really in that awareness stance. Like you may not even mention your company until the very Mm -hmm. last sentence, um, but you're able to provide a resource to somebody so that, you know, they see you as an industry thought leader um, in the problem that they're looking to solve. Agreed. You a lot there. You did. Yeah. I can't no, you yeah, I think a we've talked about this a on
1: previous podcasts, or I know I've talked about it in calls. But there was this um, pool company, uh, the, like the beginning of search engine optimization. They started mm. making articles on how to make how to put your own pool in. And so you like they put a huge amount of effort and time into the content about how to create, how to dig out the hole, the kind of materials you're going to need, uh, the space that you're going to need, this the time you're going to need, these are the materials you're going to need. And then you read all that and you're like, oh, that's re- great i can do it and then i go out in my backyard for 10 minutes and go it's a big asshole <laughs> like i'm not gonna do this and so i'm gonna call these guys because they they obviously know what they're doing because they wrote all these articles about it so that's the same kind of stuff we're doing for the painting client it's like mm-hmm. yeah you could paint your house we could paint this house but it would have taken me eight years like mm-hmm. i would have not been done painting this house yeah and my bartender slash roommate would have not been pleased with the progress that would have taken i'm like i'll get to those rooms two years from now mm-hmm. or i could just pay someone. <laughs> one day hi bartender (laughs) yeah so i mean those are the kind of articles that you know they're you're probably talking to if you're talking to 100 people 90 of those people are going to say that's good content but i still don't want to do it the other 10 might do it or and do a bad job and then five of those people call them a couple of years from now it's like well i did it myself because i was trying to save money but i've got a couple dollars let me just do it with you guys now Mm -hmm. so that's a great stream of content to just show awareness of here's what we can do. If you want to do it, you can do it because most of our clients, the services they provide, you could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you just rather not, you're not an expert at it.
2: And something else about awareness content, but really just content on your website in general is that I hear from a lot of our clients when we're first starting to create content for them, whether it's for their website or their blog or whatever, is that they say like, well, people in our industry already know this information or well, you know, most of our customers already know this information. Number one, most is not all.
0: I hear that so often. I have a set few people that I actually do hear that from so often. And I get so frustrated because also it's like talking about things we're sharing on social media. And they're like, well, most of our customers already like read that stuff or know about that stuff. And it's like, well.
1: They're already your customers. Yeah. And the other
2: thing is like your customers won't always like if you're if you're in B2B you're not always going to work with the same person that you're working with forever. Eventually, there will be somebody new in their position that they need to learn the industry and learn about their company and Mm -hmm. learn how to do these um, services that you're providing so they can continue the service. But the other thing that you need to remember is that this is where, when everybody says, oh, have you you turned SEO on? For my site, <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, but this is where search engine optimization actually comes into play because people might know yes this information already, but they still need to search for the terms and find the person to provide said service. Mm-hmm. And if your website is not um, listed as an authority for those search engines to talk about those different topics, guess who's not going to get the business? Yeah. So it's not always about you know educating somebody or acting like assuming that they don't know but it's you know letting letting google and bing and DuckDuckGo go know like hey i can answer this question for them or i can provide this this service for them and if you don't put anything on your website then they're not gonna know that mm-hmm. like i try to explain that to i'm working with a client right now that they just they just want to bullet point all of the services that they provide and I've really start tried to have a conversation with them that even if it's just a sentence or two explaining a little bit more about that service, it's really going to round out the page and give you the authority to talk about that content not only for search engines but also for digital ads down the road mm-hmm. um, so keep in mind that yeah you you may want to keep some things in because you you want them to reach out to you or you feel like they already know it, but you know keep in mind you got to kind of play the Google game too
0: and like John said like not everyone that comes to your site, like you want new people to come to your site, right? Yeah. You don't just want your existing customers to use your website. You want new people, even if it's somebody who might not ever turn into a client themselves. If they stumble upon your website and they, you know, find something that they're looking for or they don't, that you, I mean, they at least still know who you are and maybe they can refer somebody to you or whatever it might be. But you want to build content. Not just for the people that already know your industry and already utilize your services, but for people who are just searching and learning about things. So yeah, that's basically the awareness stage.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll use Young's as an example. We've had the Club Calvin program where you, you have subscription, you get most of the outside activities unlimited throughout the year. We talk to people all the time, never heard of this. We've had it for four years. It's on the homepage of our website. It's on almost every sign around the farm. We post about it several times a week on Facebook. Thousand or so people subscribe every year. Like I've never even heard of it. Like what? How, how have you been here not seeing a sign or a Facebook post or our website or Scarlet on the the TVs? How have you not seen it? So like there isn't there isn't a, um, a uh, an infinite amount of information that you can't continue to put out there because it's going to hit the person at the right time and when they're ready to buy. But you, you got to put it out there, because otherwise, if you if you say, well, oh, our, our customers already know about it, because it's grown every year. Mm-hmm. But obviously, some people haven't seen it, that would probably find value in it. So you got to keep putting that information out there as much as you can.
2: Yeah, I feel like I probably sound like a broken record to John and Ellie when I say this, but like the old marketing saying is that it takes at least seven times for somebody to hear your message before it sinks in. And I truly believe that as we continue on in this digital age, that that number is just going farther up, because... People are getting so much better at mentally filtering messages out because we're bombarded with so many a day. Um, so yeah, like what you were saying, like, even if they've seen it like 12 times, but they're not interested in it, then they're, it's not even going to reach.
1: Yeah, they weren't ready to receive there. it at that moment. So yeah. you got to keep showing it out there because at some point it is a value. They're going to receive it at the right time. And they're going to say, great, that's a good deal. And then their clients forever.
2: Mm-hmm. Got to get out of the friend zone.
1: Mm. Hey. mm-hmm
0: It's a hard place to get out of. That's true. It happens. Tim got out of the friend zone. Okay. Not many people in my life Mm. have gotten out of the
1: friend zone. Nope. (laughs) Anyways, consideration.
2: So this is where, like, John, I love the blog post that you were talking about of, like, giving more. So I'll give the what HubSpot said about consideration first. So they said that consideration is the stage where the prospect is considering their options and your company can provide multiple solutions for a customer. So this is kind of like, you know, if Ellie gets a call from two or three different guys to go out on Friday night. She's like, well, <laughs> which one of you would I like to go out with tonight? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at their qualities and what they have to offer.
1: Yeah, well, where, exactly. where, where, what restaurants are we going what to? What
0: are the yeah. benefits yeah, yeah.
2: to going out with you as opposed to somebody else? kind of car do you drive? We should
1: do that as a podcast.
2: Ooh, Yes. Interviews <laughs> to go out with Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. The five
1: stages of dating Ellie.
2: <laughs> I like that. Okay. There's... Plenty of content there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a two-parter.
2: So yeah, this is really where you want to share, you know, in depth what it looks like to work with you um, and with your company and then share more about the person or the people behind the company name as well. I was just talking to a client about this today that they're really trying to become that thought leader in their industry. um, But nobody knows the faces behind the name of this company so you know they're like okay sounds great you have all this great information but who am i actually going to be working with and signing a contract with Mm. um and this is a really great place to start sharing that as people consider who they want to work with because people work with people
1: unless it's ai that they're talking to Mm.
2: you're gonna have ai write all of your blogs now
1: hey let's not spoiler alert things
2: wait what's that uh what's that quote did she know yet i don't think she did Hold did, on.
1: did you know that that last blog entry was written by AI? The one no. that I did? See? That's how good it is.
2: I knew the second I saw it. Did you? Well, I knew the second you, you assigned it.
1: You had you had context clues.
2: I was shocked. That if you, you didn't just have context clues.
1: <laughs> 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 That's true. <laughs> you had context clues because we were talking about it like 7 minutes before I did it.
2: Well yeah, and then you assigned us to review a blog at like eight thirty in the morning and I was like you did not write
1: this. Well I could have been polishing it off at eight thirty in the morning.
2: I'm so upset no. that I didn't
0: uh, didn't know anything about that. And that I read it and edited it as if it were really Johnny Website writing it.
1: I mean I did Twice make not. I did make decent edits to it. It wasn't like all robot
2: fair. I made more fair.
1: Yeah, Ellen definitely made the most. But you made the most... Again, you made the most because you knew it wasn't mine. My- because I
2: was salty that a robot wrote it. Right.
1: Actually, Rachel, Rachel was the most offended. She, I'd, I'd showed her something... <laughs> <laughs> I'd showed her something... Oh, it was something for, for Young's that I, I had chat AI write about it. And she was like, I am screwed. She's like, "We, <laughs> I am out of a job. Thank you very much. She, yeah. I think she was immediately like, oh, no. Because, I mean, it... This is a w- way different topic than what we're talking about, but it is frightening how little information you can give it and how good of an article it can write right away.
2: Or that letter that you had it write.
0: So it also oh, understands how to tell jokes because...
1: Um, oh, I didn't even think about that.
0: Listen, Chris D'Elia does this whole bit on his podcast that he talks about, like, he, he'll put in a topic and say, like, write a joke as if Chris D'Elia was reading it. Wow. And it... Not only does it understand like how to tell a joke, but it understands how to do it in his style.
2: That's so cool.
1: I had it write a. And
0: he's like freaked out by it, obviously. Yeah.
1: I had it write a 10-minute monologue on because we're thinking about doing a like a open-source talent show type of thing at Young. So like we do the Tuesday Piazza performance. Like maybe like one of those be like a what? talent show. Ellie can come sing. Scarlett's gonna play guitar. I'm not gonna spoiler alert what song we're gonna we're gonna I'm, I might sing. Scarlett might play. I'm not gonna spoiler alert it. But I had said, I said, write me like a, like a, I think a five minute, maybe a 10 minute monologue to like to kick it off. And it was legit, like 10 minutes of dad jokes. I'm like, this would crush if I just like <laughs> literally read it with some enthusiasm, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, that's, it's incredible how much, how little information you can give it and how great it writes. Like you do have to do some editing. Yeah. But like that blog article literally I wrote it in a minute. Um, but I, I'd spent probably another 10 or 15 minutes kind of tinkering with it and moving some phrases around and. Try to give it a little bit of my flavor, but it's incredible.
2: Wow. I will say the biggest thing about that blog is that it did not add anything to the conversation. Mm. So it didn't... I it can't didn't, even remember what it was about now. It honest. didn't solve a problem or answer a question that hadn't already been solved or answered somewhere else on the internet.
1: The irony was, was that the blog article was about how the human connection that the company that you're working with is more important than... Mm-hmm. It's a, it's more about the the people that you're working with, the, the versus the tools that you have to work with. Oh yeah. So it was interesting that it was basically writing itself out of a job.
2: Weird. Okay. But that that was the most like profound thing to me about it is that like I read this and I was like, okay, well yeah, this is like great for a search engine in like 2016, but like it doesn't it doesn't add anything. It's listening. I thought Literally. it was good.
1: Thanks, Ellie. Mm.
0: <laughs> I hate that I didn't know about this. Okay. Anyway, though, back to this topic. I have to say this because whatever you said last about this reminded me of the quote from Miss Congeniality, which that conversation gave me time to remember where this came from. <laughs> but when she says, "People care about people who care about themselves,"
1: I'm glad we stopped everything for that. <sighs>
0: that
1: was rude. Ooh.
0: fizzy, fizzy bubbly. Oh my gosh! Don't mess with the Zohan. You want to know a little bit of the fizzy bubbly? I
1: haven't seen Zohan. I
2: don't. This just reminded me of like when you go to the movie theater and they do like the Coca-Cola commercial at the beginning. Um. I don't know what you just said. I'm sorry. You know when you go to the movie theater (laughs) and they do the popcorn and the Coca-Cola commercial at the beginning and it does that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I do. Anyway. Consideration. Hmm.
1: Consider this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so some ways that you can use your website for consideration other than the blogs we already talked about, this is a great place to have a more in-depth, um, section of your website to describe the products or services that you, um, provide to your customers. Um, so you could, you can do a lot with this. I would say this is a great place to like explain steps, particularly if you provide a service like... Um that's one of the things I want to do when we redesign our website is add in our steps that we share with clients in discovery meetings. Um and We're gonna then give away
1: our secrets? Yeah. We're gatekeeping in 2023. Yeah, Absolutely not. Putting up them gates. Gates. Build them gates.
0: <laughs> Build them gates, if you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> um but this is also really a great place to incorporate um you know, a little bit more like flavor into your website as well. Like websites Flava, don't just have fl-
1: to be. And, oh no, and we're out. And we're done. <laughs> Thank you. Very um,
2: much. But websites don't just have to be words.
1: Right. Um, this yeah. is a
2: great place to embed example videos. Like if you have a product um, that like requires assembly or. Um, you know, like you want to, you want to show it in action. This is a great place to embed those or like show pictures of your product or, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah. I love that you just said that because I think that visuals are so, so important, especially in this stage. Um, people want to know what do you provide, but also I want to see things. So whether it's, I mean, you think of the most simple form of this, of like a retail store, you want to see like, okay, if you sell shoes, I want to see pictures of the shoes. Um, where I want to see like, if it's a dress, I want to see how that dress fits on like every different body type because not, you know what I mean? Like I want Mm -hmm. to see how it's going to look not just on the model, but on like different body types. Um, and if it is a product or something for, and I don't know why this was the first thing that came to my mind, but like something for a car, how does that work? Show a video. How Mm -hmm. do you
2: install it? How do you, how does, how do you get it to work? Um, or like um, we have a few clients that they're in construction. I'm doing it again. What? Leaning far away? Yeah. It's
1: okay. Both of you are. It's
2: fine. And um, he's like, I'm just bitter about it, but whatever. I'm not bitter uh, about
1: it. I was, I was fine with it. Then you brought it up. And then I am bitter about it when you bring it up.
2: <laughs> um, something that's really powerful when um, you know, you're know you in the construction industry or like in a cleaning industry or something like that, showing befores and afters.
1: Um, So if you can
2: grab a picture like in a pretty similar angle, like a similar part type of time of day, if like you've got daylight in the picture or something, and you can create a little slider on your homepage uh, or on the product page in general. um, We have a construction client in Dayton that he's literally gotten jobs from people commenting on having before and afters to look at for different products. I
0: love a before and after uh, back to the painting company that Mm -hmm. we do work for, like, I beg them to send me before and afters. I think they, one, people just like to look at that kind of stuff. They, I mean, even if it's It's for social media, yeah, it's, it's great content to share and it's great for selling what you do. Like, look at how rough it looked before we stepped in and then look at this nicely done professional product. Like at the end, this is what you could have if you worked with us. I think Mm -hmm. it's
1: a great We work with a couple of, um paving and surface cleaning websites those things are like night and day mm-hmm. from and before I started working with Danny like I didn't notice like roofs being dirty like it wasn't even something that was in my eye line but now there, I see it everywhere There isn't a time I drive and I'm like oh
2: that needs cleaning need to
1: call forte surfaces <laughs> i know i was just
2: talking to my father-in-law about it actually because he has his whole driveway and uh garage is all concrete and he was like yeah you know like i have this he has this huge mat down in his garage because he wants to keep his concrete safe like it's a huge imbe- investment for your house and i was like well actually you could cover it in epoxy and it would look awesome and mm-hmm. it would like you'd literally have like a lifetime warranty on it. And he was like, What? And this is what ends up happening for a lot of our clients is we end up like being salespeople for them because <laughs> yeah, we end up seeing how cool their products or services are and we're like, Everybody needs this. Yeah.
1: We like our driveway. Our driveway wasn't that bad, but our, our we have a shared driveway here. So our neighbor was like, Well, I'm gonna get our part of the driveway cleaned. We wanna just get in get in on the same bed? And I was like, Sure. I mean it didn't look that bad, but it looked immaculate after they did it. Yep. I was like, yeah. Holy crap. So like if you put that on a website, you would look at your driveway in the way that I looked at my driveway. I was like, Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I you know, I've got other things yeah. I need to worry about. And then you look at the finish, like, oh crap, maybe i maybe I should throw a little bit of money out of that right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you're like, Well, I don't even know like I don't have the bandwidth or the process set up to take those pictures or, you know, I don't know a good photographer. You know, maybe ask your website provider. If it's shadowed out design, they may know a few good photographers in your area that can take those pictures, or we can help you talk through a really easy process to set up with your team so that mm-hmm. they can take the pictures and submit them to your website provider in a really easy and clean way.
1: Well, and there isn't also, a smartphone at yeah, all right now that can't say. take a good picture. Exactly. Like our, our local Columbus-based asphalt pavers, those things are really night and day because it's like a ratty old road or a ratty mm-hmm. old driveway. looks... Spectacular after you reasphalted or whatever. Yeah. Like just ten o'clock, take a picture. Come back the next day, ten o'clock, take a picture. Unless it's dark, unless it's you know sunny, not sunny, and you come back at ten o'clock the next day, because mm-hmm. it's just a matter of it's all it's all a matter of lighting, mm-hmm. as any photographer would say. Mm-hmm. So just you know that's it is it is tenuous or you have tricky. To remember. You got to remember. Yeah, it's it's but it's a pro, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Once you get that process in place, you're like, oh my my guys are not going to remember to take a picture or they're not good photographers. Get your phone out. Yeah. Your phone does up, all
2: the work for boop, you. Just that's it. Mm-hmm. click the picture. Yeah, yeah, Everyone
1: is a professional photographer with an iPhone or yeah.
2: create an incentive. You know, like if there are certain guys on your team that you think um, could take on this extra responsibility, you know, make it worth their time, you know, like give them an extra, I don't know, something, Give them Even an 20, Amazon gift card or yeah, something. Yeah, 25
1: bucks. 25 yeah. bucks if you take two good pictures of after. Because guess and after. what?
2: If that turns around and gives you a $15,000, $20,000 job, yeah. guess what was worth it?
1: Yeah.
2: So, you know, we're very passionate about this, if anybody couldn't tell. Um, so, another thing to keep in mind when you're thinking of how to use your website for consideration is to create opportunities for connection. So, this is more than just like a phone number at the top of your website, which, you know, a lot of industries and companies should have, um, but you can also have links out to your social media that open in a new tab. Mm-hmm.
1: Not feeds, links, not feeds. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, don't. I don't want to see your no. Facebook feed on a homepage. Yeah, we're done no. with that. Mm-mm. Nope. We are done we with are that. We are leaving
1: that in 2017. <laughs>
2: 2017 is generous. <laughs> uh. What you can also do is create dynamic contact forms. Um, so what I really love is when a contact form starts off as very simple. So it's just, you know, your name, email, phone number, maybe a message and, you know, what product or service are you interested in from us? And then based on that, you know, maybe a different question comes up of, have you used the service before or, you know, different things like that. So you kind of take them through this process. So they they're not just presented with this super long form that seems overwhelming. Or something that's so vague where it's like, contact us where so maybe they're on a specific
0: service page and it just says oh contact us and it's like well i don't really know what to say right now or i don't feel like maybe my question is valid to ask you at this point or on Mm -hmm. this page like so it's it goes both ways one they're not overwhelmed by feeling like they have to fill out 10 minutes worth of information but also they aren't just like stuck and lost of like well i don't know if this is like if this warrants me filling out this form
2: yeah. And you can also create different contact forms on different pages depending on the service. So, like, you don't even have to have the extra fields then. It's just, you know, like, you shout out design as an example. Say somebody's on the page for online reputation management and local search. We have a specific form built that we know that when they filled it out, like, that's what they're interested mm-hmm. in. Um or something like that. Like you can get really specific and you can have a lot of forms on your website. As long as you've set up a good process to follow up with those form submissions, I will always say it's better to list a form on a website than an email, just from like protecting your email standpoint. So you don't get a whole bunch of spam. Um, but also like, you know, people are just kind of going toward forms now in general because like they can kind of give people, give somebody an idea of what they're looking for, but they didn't necessarily want to like interact this very moment kind of mm-hmm. thing. And forums give that opportunity um, to make a connection without having to completely like derail your day in that very moment.
1: And you can ask the right questions, you know, yep. find a fine line between asking all the questions and asking none of the questions, but asking yes. the right questions, the Young's Event Center will get requests of like, Hey, I'm looking at March 16th. Send. <laughs> like, for a hundred people, for inside, for outside, mm-hmm. for a birthday party, for a wedding shower. So, like asking specific questions, we do ask specific questions on that form. It's just sometimes they don't get answered because mm-hmm. people be people. But asking the specific questions, we get a gist of what date they want, uh, how many people they want, inside or outside. So then we then the for our for Youngs the the, the same person answers both of those emails, inside or out. But she knows right away. Hey, we don't have that date available in or out. So like, can we look at the next Saturday or whatever?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's kind of like our project planner form. Like we're able to weed people out like immediately based on, on what, how they answer those questions or be, we're able to tell one, are we a good fit for you? Or are you a good fit for us? Or I mean, also is this spam? So like, yeah. If you just like had somebody send a generic, like name and email, you don't know what they want yet. You have to actually enter into a conversation. Whereas if somebody fills out our form and we know 100% that is spam, we don't even have to waste our time, like following up with them. Or we know like they say our hard budget is
1: $62. Yeah.
0: And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's cool. just not going to work out. Um, W-I-X
1: dot C-O-M for you.
0: Yeah. and yeah. On, And on the flip side of that, like if they give us all of this information, like they're, they're, budget range, uh, what they're in, like the services they're interested in, who they are, we're able to do a little bit of research so that we're better prepared when we enter into that first discussion with them so we can propose what we feel is best or talk to them, have, have a more educated discussion with this potential client uh, the first time we're meeting them.
1: Well, like if it's a, you know, we talked to a um, board of development and disabilities, uh, county, county board today, you know. They say, well, you know, hey, I'm from so and so county, and uh, this is the this is what we're looking for. We can say, yeah, we work with these two other counties, and we did websites for these people. So you guys are laughing at something completely different. So we're not no, Sheba just excited.
2: completed a new client we're homepage way in podcasting. advance, and it looks really good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching it being built, but not that one. Oh, another one. What's the other one?
0: Don't you knock that sprite can over?
1: Oh snap! That looks great. Right. Not a girl. At a girl she
2: Snaps like for three Shiba, weeks everyone. early.
1: <laughs> three weeks early.
2: She's fantastic. Um, but yes, continue. Saying. Yeah, no, no I, I. I think you were kind of getting at this too, Ellie. But like, what's also great about dynamic forms, um, is that you can start to set somebody's expectations. Yeah. Like for a service. So like, uh, and you were kind of getting at this of like if somebody says like, oh, my budget is four dollars for a website, like we even have like a little bit of like disclaimer information in our in our form that like hey website projects typically start at around seven thousand dollars fyi so it kind of just like gives people an idea of like okay this is kind of what i can expect while i'm filling out this form and they're not shocked when we send them a proposal and they're like
0: wow like we thought that this was going to be like two hundred dollars max
2: or we'll have a client that'll fill it out and they're like i had no idea that like this was the the range that we were looking at, um, but like, I'd still love to meet, And then we can give them an option for like our simple website design program. That's like, you know, a set amount of pages, um, more limitations with content, but like, you will still have a great, uh, digital presence for your website. Um, so there are ways to set that up as well. Like, um, uh, we have a, we have a client in Columbus that they do counseling, um, say that they get really, really busy, they can include on their form, like, hey, we're not going to be accepting new clients until fall of 2023. Just kind of setting people's expectations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you can give those little pieces of information, it can really improve your customer's experience over the long run.
0: Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I would just, that made me think of um, Capital City. They're on like a wait list. Yep. So, on their form, like, we still want to educate people and inform them on getting their pilot's license. But they're, you know, doing so well and they're so busy that they are currently on a wait list. Um, so before you even fill out that form to want to do this, uh, you know, it lets you know, like, hey, fill out this form to join our wait list. Like we're currently on a wait list, but we also have
2: resources for you in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Other ways um, to use your website for consideration is, um, this is a really important one, again, not only for the people that are interacting with your website, but for the search engines that are interacting as well, is to create valuable links between related products and services. Um, This gives people the opportunity, like, um people talk about like doom scrolling a lot with like social media or like doom with scrolling. amazon yeah it's like where you just like keep going because the next thing you see is just like engaging
0: i am a doom scroller yeah i was, yeah. I was, be, I was
1: floored that you didn't even know the term because i can't imagine you do anything but doom scrolling
0: i <laughs> am a doom scroller for life you do but i
1: swiping and doom scrolling These yeah are the, you have two I, motions left and right my and up thumb and down.
2: i have a carpal tunnel just in my <laughs> thumb <laughs> All lefties. But what you want to try and do is create that experience on your website too. So say that they're on a blog post about one of your services. You want to be sure to sprinkle in some links to related services throughout the blog post. Um, or, you know, maybe you, you embed a video that then goes into another video or it goes to an in- infographic or I just need to readjust. That's okay. <laughs> We're getting cozy. Let's do this
0: on the couch next time. Um, yeah, I know.
1: What?
2: Why didn't we why have we never recorded couch a chat. podcast yeah. couch ca- from the couchcast couch Couchcast yes. All right
1: next time couchcast
2: Um couchcast with cats But the more that you can create those links between pages on your website showing where you know things are related services or products or topics in general that one, helps your customer continue their journey of discovering more about you and what you provide. And two, again, it helps search engines realize like, hey, they're not just talking about this topic on this one page, they're also talking about it on these 12 others, and these 12 others are related to these 12 others.
1: You're letting the search engines know that we have these silos of content. We have Mm -hmm. website design, we have content marketing, we have email marketing, we have online repetition management local SEO. So Google gets a sense of, anytime searches anything in the semantic sense of website design near columbus these are the guys to call or these are one of the you know five thousand people to call yes but we're going to put them at you know number four
0: and not only that though it makes it so easy for the user to get more information as they're consuming your content so like if they're reading a blog about their your service and you link like you you bring up a good point about that service and you link to the service page right there it's so easy It's just so user friendly to be able to click that link and then go
1: learn more. I think that's where sometimes our clients get kind of enamored and look. I don't want to put a ton of content on there. Like I want it to be want it to be photo heavy. I want it to be visual. Cool. But some people consume a lot of content, Mm -hmm. and also search engines consume a lot of content. Mm -hmm. So we can have a very simple front-facing website. You know, simple navigation, simple homepage, simple service pages. But we can link to a lot of complicated content two or three clicks in where there's a lot of content. So Google, Google can understand here are all the things that are going on with this website. And if someone wants to read 18 articles on how to put up wallpaper or how to remove wallpaper, they've got the time they can do it. Mm -hmm. But that helps Google understand that these guys do wallpaper and painting and all all that sorts of stuff.
2: I was just talking to a client about that as we're building out their services pages. Um, They wanted to add something very specific about the way they go about a service and why it's important that they do that. And it's going to be like a blog topics worth of content. And I said, that's great content and we should include it, but it should be on its own page and then we link to it from that services page. So now you have two pages that are talking about why you're the authority to talk about this topic mm-hmm. instead of just one. And they link to each other. Exactly.
1: Double link. With... Almost triple link.
2: Um, no. Double rainbow. Other ways that you can create consideration you don't on your website? Guy? No, no. All right.
0: Um, we're very confused. Well,
1: all right.
2: Sorry. Um, just an- another Key few right, things here. to talk about consideration. Um, if you have a few different levels of a product or service, it's really great to create a comparison table on your I website. I love a
0: comparison table. Oh, that's great. I'm so indecisive, and if you put a comparison table,
1: you're going to choose the middle.
2: Everybody always does.
0: I don't know. Sometimes Psychology. I go.
2: Yeah. Well.
1: It's not always the middle one. It's one that might be shadowed out or a different color,
2: or that Google doesn't tell you about until you call them and say, "I want this one." <laughs>
1: Google, you sons
2: of bees! We're starting to hate on Google as much as we do Facebook, and that's we it. love
1: Google. Google's our friend. Google mm. is our friend. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you can also create a calendar of events for people to follow up in person or to have another way to interact with your brand. Like this is a great place. Um, like if you're gonna. Um, if you do webinars, um, or something like that, this is a great place to like list to the webinar and say, Hey, this is when it's coming up. You can register for it here. Like a lot of people, they'll just like put it in their blog or just share it on their social media. But like you could add it in a calendar as well. And then people know that they can follow up and learn more about your brand
1: Like um, that way as well. I didn't tell you guys this cause we're not going to it, but Zoho, the company that we use for our invoicing, but... Also use was that your wrist? I thought it was it did. Was it my happen at the same time. Wow. I put my hand down. I thought it was yeah. my hand. Anyway, we uh, we use them for our invoicing and accounting. But mm-hmm. we I did at a time use them for a CRM and a couple other services. They're coming to Columbus. So like their CEO sent me an email, air quotes. But I also got a couple emails from other people. Like hey, we're going to come to Columbus. We'd love to have you showcase. Ask you answer any questions you have about the product that you're using. Answer any other because they're a company like Google where they've got fifteen thousand different products. Mm-hmm. We'd love to get you using some of these products if you have any questions or want to walk through some stuff. So that's, you know, you have that on your website. So even if you're an existing customer, you can say, oh, cool. I want to learn about, I don't know, Zoho Inventory. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. But, you know, you, you could. But that's a good idea to say here, here are opportunities for different types of learning opportunities, whether it's a webinar or it's in-person or coffee chat, whatever.
2: Girls chat. Agreed.
1: Girls chat. <laughs> All
2: right. Anything else about consideration?
1: I think we considered it all.
2: Yeah. Neato. That was really funny. Is that a good place to stop for today? Thank you. I think so. (laughs) So next week, or whenever this goes live, we're going to talk about (laughs) intent, purchase, and repurchase. But for today, Ellie, what grinds your gears?
0: A lot of things, Ellen. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Okay. We're ready. Mm. Um, well, I have
2: dinner plans by
0: the way,
1: (laughs) and we're already at 50 some minutes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So I wrote something down. Uh Um, this, um, this actually really does grind my gears, but I thought about it as we were talking, of course, because I forgot that today was my, what grinds my gears. Um, and I might have mentioned this before, but I seriously cannot stand when I go to a website and you just have no idea. What they do or who they are like have you ever done that where you go to a website and it might not even be like it it honestly could even be if it's somebody that we're potentially going to work with and i go to their current website it makes me so mad when i go to their site and i'm like wait i can't even like wrap my mind around what you do to be able to to like i don't know like run ads for you or like write a blog for you like i don't know what you do Mm -hmm. um so like and i can't i think this kind of fits in perfectly with this topic because we're talking about awareness (laughs) (laughs) awareness <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about like awareness and consideration and stuff and like no you don't need to get like crazy descriptive on your homepage about what you do how you do it who you are but oh my goodness if I go to your website I should at least be able to tell that you are a painting company you are a website developer you know you are a construction company if I'm questioning, like, wait, so what do you actually do five minutes into my journey on your website? Like, that is Who spends is an issue. five
2: minutes on a website in 2023? That's like
1: four minutes and 55 seconds too
0: long. Well, okay, yes. <laughs> but, like, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, that's what no, you know. Yes, really. no, agree. I think, and I think I say it like that because, like, in, in our job, like, if I am trying to learn about somebody that we're having, like, maybe a discovery call with and I'm really trying to find information about you and literally it's been a few minutes and I still don't know what you do, issue
2: and what's crazy is that those are always like not always but typically those are the websites that are really like design heavy and so
0: yeah they focus on the wrong thing
2: yeah like you you know that sound on tiktok that's like shapes and colors
0: no, <laughs> no. ellen somewhere along the line our, our TikTok 40 pages, pages are very different,
2: <laughs> now. Oh, no. very different. So but sad. it's basically like hey it's basically like you get so like Caught up in like the like it like it moves or like it's interactive or like it changes colors and it's like oh it's so fun and then you're like wait a second why am I even here what do they do who are they why am
0: they, I they're
1: trying to watching be watching Super this? Bowl commercials where like they're trying to be creative and fancy be for Apple and they're not be- Apple right yeah we're not Apple tell tell me what you do
2: yeah thank you but yeah I think that's why and shout out design also we we're not like other website design companies
1: we're so special oh my gosh.
2: um. But we just, we approach it a little bit different. So we, we go content first and then we design a website around what you want to say, which allows us to focus more on the functionality of your website. Make sure that you have a website that's consistent mm-hmm. and is reliable, that your customers can know that they're going to interact with and be happy with. And then when you build a website with that function in mind, then the design comes. And like, like, it's, it's going to good. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know... I'm trying to think of a really pretty car, a Bugatti, but like, it's going to be a Honda CRV and it's going to do its job <laughs> and it's going to get you from point A to point B and it's going to look nice. It's going to yeah, keep your family safe.
1: He, here's the thing. <laughs> the way we build websites, are you going to lose out because your website's not as fancy as this guy's? Maybe. But what we do is this weird thing where we trust our clients that they are good at what they do. And they provide good services for the price that they say they're going to do it and that they're going to do a good job. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is get as many people as possible to get eyeballs on this product and say, yes, that's someone I want to trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like I want to flash the website at you and get you all, all bells and whistles and then be like, oh, well, this is a, you know, it's a, their website was great. But they're a bad whatever, they, whatever service they provide. Because mm-hmm. what, what we do as a business is the same thing. Like our website isn't special. It's great. It's got Scarlet on the front. It's special because it's us. Yeah. yeah. It's got Scarlet on the front. It's got some logos of companies that don't exist anymore. But that's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're building a new website in 2023. Yeah, at some
1: point. At some point, we're going to build a new website. But right now, we're building clients' websites, which yeah. is more important. That pays the bills. <laughs> it's yeah. true. So yeah, like when, uh, like when a client speaks about a website that we didn't build that's on our website anymore, like this morning. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like,
0: yeah. Yeah, we, sure. Their website's we, great.
1: We did something like that on the previous iteration of their site, so it wasn't a complete lie. Yeah. But what what we do is we assume that our customers, and we actually talk to these people. We don't just say, "Oh, you want to give us money for your website?" Like we talk to you, make sure you're a good fit. Mm-hmm. It's not just a good fit personality wise. It's like I want to hear that you're a legit business. Yeah. Because before you two, I talked to many illegitimate business owners. I'm like I don't feel comfortable working with you because I feel like not necessarily like illegal shady. One of them was, I'll tell you that story after, <laughs> but like, I don't think you're a good business owner. So like my website's not going to do anything for you because you're not good at what you do. And your mm-hmm. bad business ownership is going to look bad on me.
2: Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I'm
1: going to be a, I'm going to be a, a Jeff mom. I'm going to be choosy.
2: Yes. But no, I think that's a really Love that. kind of, this is a total side tangent to this, but also I feel like a lot of our clients talk to us now about wanting automation, um, with their website. Um, but they haven't figured out a good process. Thank you.
1: What a great bartender we have. So
0: great, Um, just keeping us fresh.
2: So automation is great, and I am a huge fan of automation. If you've already got the manual process down perfectly, Um, because if you don't, so like a good example is like in the food industry, um, if you want to create a process where somebody can order their food at the table and have it brought to them, but you haven't figured out who's responsible for then making that order from the mobile order and then taking that order out, then you've just created a terrible user experience, but you automated something. So great job. Mm -hmm. Um, so keep that in mind as well is that when you build your website on a really strong platform, and know that like design will come after you create a really strong, functionally working website, you, that also means that you can add on the really flashy, fun things later as they make sense and you can also add in automations and different different bells and whistles.
1: Or you realize that the fancy part of the website doesn't matter. Exactly. It's it's who you are as a business owner. Can you provide the service that I need? Can you solve the problem that I have?
0: Unless you're like a graphic designer or something and you want to show off like cool graphic designs. At the be- I mean, that might make sense. But like. Yes. If you are, you know, like a construction company or somebody like like that, like you don't need a bunch of animation before somebody even somebody has to sit through. 15 seconds of animation before they can learn who you are or what your business name is.
2: Mm-hmm. I can't wrong. tell you how many people and I know he's my dad so he probably tells me Sorry, Clark. more than any no it's a good thing. Oh. He, I mean he you tells welcome, me Clark. more than any other customer <laughs> about like how many compliments he gets on his website in his industry. From, we had our like, best
1: developer nice. work on that website. It was me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. But his website you know if you if you go look at it it's not like the most groundbreaking website design No, it's ever. fine. But it's clean. Yeah. You know exactly what they do from the homepage. You know where they work from the homepage and you're able to contact them in literally zero clicks because his phone number and the contact form is like right there. Like yeah. it's really way more important that like, people can get to you quickly in 2023 than anything else. Like if they have to take a lot of time to do what Ellie said, like figure out what you do one. And then two, it takes a million steps for them to actually contact you. They're not going to want to work with you. If they
0: have to do more than like one or two clicks to do what they are trying to do, which whether it's learn about you, Contact you, whatever it is. They're out. They're going to the next listing on Google, and they are done with you. I mean, mm-hmm. it
1: pertains to our previous and future conversation on the funnel topic, but it kind of depends on where they're coming from. But yeah, I will say, I will say that you know, simplicity is best. Get to the point. Get to the point of what you do. Get to the point of the problem you solve. Then let the rest of the rest of the website go from there. Clark does a good job for his customers. Here are some projects that we've done. Here's the piece of crap that we started with. Here's the immaculate Sistine Chapel that we finished with. Boom, call us too.
2: We're having, I mean, we just got a signed proposal today for a client that has that problem that their website is really cool and like really brand heavy, but nobody can find where anything is. At. No, and they don't
1: like it either. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's way more like we're still going to, we're going to carry that brand presence into the new website, but people are actually going to be able to find the services that they're looking for and be able to contact who they need to contact.
0: Yeah. Like listen, and it'll be
2: mobile friendly.
0: The menu finally. alone, like if we just fix the menu alone, I'll be happy.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Good, what grinds my gears?
0: Thank you. Yeah. Great job, so.
2: X. Thank you. I mean, all right. Tune Airflip. in next time.
1: Tune in sometime in the future. <laughs> oh, does it always do that or is that a baby thing? Okay. It always does, okay. does that. I She's,
2: broke both my arms. Yeah, when I was weirdly a kid. poppy. Oh, I yeah, it's yeah. weird. Hmm. Different times. Not both at the same that time. That would be a bummer. <laughs> that would really be a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. But they always, yep. All right. And on that, all right. Ellie, you want to sing us out? Oh, I don't have a song prepared.
1: Hey, hey uh, Scarlett, what song should Ellie sing on the way out of this podcast? Any song, pick it. Twinkle,
0: twinkle, little star. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Up above the sky. Is it sky <laughs> or <laughs> world? Oh, no. Is it world? world. Sky so, uh, above. Hi. above so high. There it is. Like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I
2: wonder what you are. Bye.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.
2: Other than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: Remember to
0: smash that like button and smash that like button to subscribe to and Stravaganza to laugh along.
1: I mean, this is the wrong and podcast, but these are still important facts.
0: Absolutely. Coffee shop for the best darn coffee and movies anywhere.
1: And here's our other outro because we're definitely leaving that in.
0: Yeah, 100. <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening to Ope Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.